July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckles. Hello, people. Good evening. Welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Gable. I'm DJ Jima. Tonight, we have a very special guest, DJ Quest. But before we get into that interview, we're going to play you a few tunes while we get everything set up. But this is Old Soul Radio. Shouts out Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, California. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies and gentlemen, Angelo Palamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. Outside, the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell. How lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind of languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Alright, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to another week of uh, Old Soul Radio. Uh, it's Sunday, July 21st, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, we've been trying to make it work for a couple weeks, and we're finally making it happen. Uh, we got uh, Pioneer when it comes to this DJ game. Um, legendary Frisco DJ, uh, part of the Bulletproof Scratch Hamsters. Uh, pioneer making the uh, hamster style a thing um, and uh, making the first break record right the break or scratch record word up. yeah um, <laughs> hamster breaks and uh, we got DJ quest in the right. building so DJ give it up for quest. DJ quest yeah. All right, everybody ready. thank you Sam um, so thanks for coming uh, how you feeling I'm good, man. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, we'll get into all this stuff that uh, I just listed, but can you kind of like uh, take us kind of towards the beginning? Like, let us know, you know, you know, your story, like, you know, in the beginning. Going. Yeah, exactly. You know, to let us know how you got into DJing <laughs> and everything. Right on, man. Well, thanks for having me, bro. Of course. Uh, yeah, both yeah. of you, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, I know it's a. Uh, very nice evening and i'm sure you prefer to be out there uh terrorizing these streets and whatnot but uh <laughs> you're in here in this uh well actually kind of lovely studio anyway so um yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know I, I i've always loved music man I, that's bottom line you know before before um i became a musician or professional musician if you know you want to call it that i i i was a dj i was a dj by trade but before i am a dj i'm a music lover you know i i just love music ever since i was very tiny um i can't even remember when i first you know fell in love with music but um i've gone through my faces you know faces of <clears throat> listening to beatles and pink floyd and like there's just a bunch of different music and you know i'm uh being a uh uh hispanic of Hispanic uh, background, I, I've grown up with a bunch of other music that you know a lot of folks may not be exposed to necessarily, and it's also pushed me to to uh, search other music for other music. So you know, I'm I'm always just a fan of music, and I, I you know I think that's the thing that that got me into wanting to explore a little bit more. Um, uh, you know the the DJ aspect of uh, playing music. You know, not just being a, a music fan, but playing the music. And once I got into that, of course, I wanted to scratch records. And really, I'm a scratch DJ before I'm a DJ. So what that means is I, I like to play music for myself before I play music for everyone else. Because I, I, I like to, you know, I, I DJ because I, I like to please my own ears before anyone else's so you know I, I i do it professionally and i know occasionally you know we, we got to go out of our our comfort zone and play some for for a crowd that might might not be exactly what what we want to do is or what we want to hear as djs but mm -hmm. um you know we, we do that occasionally but most djs would be lying if they said that they got into it because they want to please other ears you know you are mm -hmm. dj because you want to please mm -hmm. your own ears you just enjoy music so as a dj i i want to enjoy the music that i want to hear whether 
other people think it's hip or not you know what i'm saying so yeah so being a music lover is first and foremost mm-hmm. and then all the technical stuff and you know, the production and uh you know yeah. everything else that i've done and uh, that i'm involved with kind of comes secondary to that so mm-hmm. that like at that time period when you say you were a music lover first can you talk about like that time period and what it was that like clicked in your brain that made you want to actually like get the turntables and start doing this this like special way of playing music that maybe not that many people even would think of yet? So again, it's been phases, right? It's been right. different phases. So you know, when I first got into music in general, I was must have been like four or five years old. You know what I mean? I wanted to play the guitar, Mm -hmm. and uh, we we had a little radio at home that I would, you know, play on a regular basis, and uh, eventually I was uh, uh, inspired by the hip-hop culture of the early 80s, and I started listening to electro and some of the early rap stuff, you know, Melly Mel and uh, Treacherous Three and some of this, you know, what's considered old school now, right? But th- that stuff just kind of ignited this, you know, this fire for me to to want to get involved with it and, and not just be on the sidelines. At that point, what, see, what, what hip hop has kind of done for myself and a lot of people is it, it's allowed us without having to have this this uh, uh, musical education from some college or some degree that requires you to you know learn all these chords and this and that, yeah, I mean, as, as hip hop heads, we don't need that. We, mm-hmm. you know, we feel it because the streets are 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 uh, education. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we learn a lot. A lot of the 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 culture is learned through the streets through other people that are. Uh, hip-hop heads so for me early on in in uh, said mid 80s you know I, I was out there trying to battle fools breakdancing and whatnot and mm-hmm. and even though i wasn't making music at the time necessarily i already knew that i i love the culture and the music enough to where i i knew early on that i wanted to make music Word. i mean even though i was already um in my head a uh, uh, you know uh, a music head or you know musician of uh, artist of, of sorts or you know some, something I, di- I didn't really know what the final details of that were going to be mm-hmm. but but i was inspired by that culture that street culture you know mm-hmm. i would go down to uh, uh 24th street fair you know right. years ago and and see fools battling breakdancing right you know mm-hmm. carrying a boom box and mm-hmm. you know i got to do a little bit of that as well and battle fools at school and whatnot you know so so the music even though i wasn't necessarily djing at the time i was inspired by the music mm-hmm. but then when i got my hands on a pair of turntables that just you know it took it to another level for me I, I i actually originally wanted to be a rapper and decided oh you know, I don't really want to rap after I touch the turntables because, you know, I, I didn't, I, I'm, to be honest, I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't even speak English, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, but at the at the time, Spanish rap wasn't in, so, <laughs> you know, I, you know, could have been next Mellow Man Ace or, or something, you know what I mean? But um, it, it wasn't the thing at the time, you know what I mean? I, right. I, I was into Melly Mel, but there's right. no, no way that I, you know, I would have ever been able to to uh, come up with and then remotely uh, as tight as that or Ice-T right. or any of these mm-hmm. cats that I used to right. listen to back in the day but um, anyway so I, I you know once I touched the turntables that was it for me I wanted to be a DJ and 
the first thing that as far as like the the DJing uh, the fundamental the fundamental techniques that I, I learned that I wanted to to execute was uh, you know uh, scratching it was all about scratching for me it wasn't mm -hmm. about like Oh, I want to play. Uh, I want to put it in the mix so that people get dance. I give it. You know, I can mm -hmm. not care about that. That wasn't mm -hmm. a thing for me. You know what I mean? Was, mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't really care if people wanted to dance to scratching or not. I just wanted to do it for myself, and mm -hmm. I still do. I still, you know, still to some extent, I'm. I'm. That's me. You know what I mean? Like I still want to do it. I I love making music, to just kind of express myself and really not trying to fit in it's, it's been kind of a, a way of art for me right you know mm -hmm. I, like literally trying to not fit in right. you know i'm not saying that i could do what what everybody else is doing i probably right. can't but i'm right. purposely avoiding it because right. <laughs> i want to <laughs> do you. me you know what i mean yeah. it, it doesn't have to be the greatest thing yeah. it doesn't have to be something that anybody likes right but hey you know what it's gonna be me and you know nobody else is gonna do me but me so that i'm, I'm satisfied with that that's yeah. dope and like sorry Chad, no, real no, quick, I have some, mm -hmm. like in that like so do you have like sort of like maybe like a common message or something that you would want to project through the art you do put out there that like is you or is it or is that not even is it is that not necessarily even part of either that's just it's here if you want to listen to it type y yes of and no yeah. i mean i do think about you know if i was to be a, ever considered one of the greats of the turntable which you know it's it, i mean it, you it, are it, considered it, that it's a tall order but <laughs> but if you know if that was the case like i i don't i want to if anything I, I like to be recognized as, as a unique individual mm -hmm. you know you know i don't i don't have to be the greatest i just have to be me and I feel like nowadays there's not a whole lot of that. Like, I mean, you know, everybody's trying to make a buck and I respect that, you know, everybody's got to do this and that, make a living. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know, sometimes you got to bend backwards, do, do some off the wall stuff that, you know, you're not comfortable with. But I think for me personally, just standing out or the message that I, I'd like to push with my own music is like, that was me that was my sound that was whatever whenever whatever it is i i made live performed live or recorded it was something that came out of my essence you know what i'm saying like right. if, if you think about it, like you, you take a, a blank canvas and then you start painting on that canvas and the canvas was just so blank that there was not not even a template or nobody asking you to do anything specific for like all right we need this and that for you know, we needed to fit this format or whatever it's just so blank that everything that was put on that canvas came strictly out of your being you know what i'm saying like if you think about that if, if you think about if you could do that and you know, somebody likes it, great. If not, hey, man, that did it for me anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, again, like, the most important thing is just do you. Yeah. Do you always. Yeah. And, I mean, you've always yeah. kind of emphasized the point that, you know, consider the turntable as its own instrument, you know, rather than just a device mm -hmm. to play music. Can you kind of, like, uh, elaborate on that and just kind of, and like kind of note, like, what you think people aren't seeing about 
you know turntablism or like scratching or what the the possibilities of that that you're trying to drive home yeah so so many angles to tackle that uh from uh one is that a lot a lot of uh uh our peers in the turntable world just kind of um present it to the general public as as a goofy thing a little bit you mm-hmm. know and almost too goofy and mm-hmm. and general public doesn't know how to uh, uh receive it with respect i think mm-hmm. i think that's you know it's part of one of the things that's keeping it from evolving mm-hmm. um but uh i also think that there's these other folks out there who are perhaps on another level musically who don't want to accept it because they either feel threatened by it you know but we don't need them you know this is a street art form mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you got i saw a little interview with a um what's her name um uh natalie cole or something something like that he's <laughs> just talking about oh that's not even how can you that's not even an instrument this oh, yeah. you know how how can they even consider that to be an instrument because they were asking about scratching right, and she right. said that's, how, how can how can that even be considered you know you got all these people to go to school they get this, this whole education mm. on right. music degrees whatever blah yeah, blah blah right. how can they consider that to be man shut up i'm a doctor at this exactly. yeah, yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying i'm i mean I'm not saying I I actually appreciate people you know folks that, that who've actually studied this and gone to school for years. Right. But don't put us down because that's not our approach. You right. know cuz cuz right. they don't come from a battle background. Right. right. You know, you take a, a battle MC or a battle DJ just the fire or the energy that that a battle DJ or battle rapper has against somebody who might have a thousand years of, of music education it, it, it doesn't even you know we 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 we're hungry right we're hungry yeah. you know what i mean like we're hungry and and that's what makes hip-hop and what we do that's what what brings fire to to this culture you know what i'm saying like right. the dj culture in general i mean because of battling we've evolved ourselves so much you know mm-hmm. i mean I, I think when i think about scratching i i i I consider it like something right up to uh, up next to like something like a, like a you know a classical Indian music where you have all these tabla players mm-hmm. where they they're playing like some complex rhythms mm-hmm. that you know it's it's like a science to that right, you know what right, I mean right, right. and I'm not saying it were there exactly but hey look at the finger work you know what I'm saying? Look at the finger work. Look at the technique. Look at the yeah. patterns. Look yeah. at the number of combinations that could be yeah, for real. performed. And you have cats from you know, every European styles, Japanese yeah. styles. You have all these different styles of scratch music that are like mind blowing. There's yeah. things that I I'm, I'm I'm blown away when I see cats do it, some of these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so and and, I, and mind you, I've been doing this for thirty plus years you know what i'm saying and I, i'm still mind blown by some of the things that some of these younger cats are doing or you know it's just it's, just, it's very complex you know so for somebody from the outside to come in and, be, and you know it's kind of like try to put us down because oh we, we don't have this like musical background get out of here mm-hmm. right. yeah. yeah i mean you made an interesting point you said like 
yeah i came from like a battle background and stuff and I, it made me realize like yeah if you're like if there's a battle that you're you have every week or something you're of course you're gonna stay sharp you know with like the technique and everything and i feel like i mean with dj battles and rap battles they've either changed dramatically or they've gone down in numbers and so do you think that's the, losing some of the battle aspect of it contributes to like watering down you know today's dj culture how people look at it when people you know when if you don't have a show every week to like stay sharp for do you think that it's affected the game as a whole yeah you, you can't really dwell on that you know because mm -hmm. things are gonna yeah there's waves you know what i'm saying right, there's right. waves that come in and out of in any musical genre there's waves uh -huh, right. there's different styles that come in and you know somebody will come in and change the game for a little bit uh -huh. um so i mean yeah you can't really dwell on that we're still uh -huh. doing it we're still right. here you know what i mean right, right. hip-hop hip-hop is bigger than it has ever been yeah right. true <laughs> you know yeah. so so yeah i, I wouldn't I, You're right. <laughs> How do you feel about hip hop being at the level it's at now, and that like it's it, it is of course you know there's the culture is bigger, but it's also like there's parts of the culture that are like commodified, and that that in a sense, and that's like you know how like it's a there's a lot of commercial hip-hop now too like how do you feel about that just let it be man you know let it be there has to be some some kind of washed up stuff out there in order for the for right. the the stuff that's real to to you know retain a little yeah. bit of its uh um integrity you know what i'm saying like i mean yeah there's always going to be somebody who didn't have as much appreciation for it who doesn't really care about just selling and giving it away you know? right even even for myself i you know i got to say like yeah, i've been i've been teaching for for some time now and when I started out, I was like the most anti-teach any of my mm. techniques to anybody. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Totally. <laughs> like, I was like, like, hell no, nah, you better learn on your own. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. there's other reasons why, you know, I, I uh, started enjoying, like, you know, teaching and whatnot. But, but uh, uh, yeah, when I, when I started out, I was just like one of those people who was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give away these skills. So, anyways... Uh, as far as like you know commercialism and and whatnot with the music, let let them be. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we let's do us. That's mm -hmm. dope. Yeah, yeah. Dope. I mean, I know you just um, a few months ago you went down to South America, right, to um, teach or like do a study or what, what was the program that? It, it yeah, was actually, I was a uh, part of the. Um, uh, this program that's uh, funded by the State Department, uh, it's uh, called Next Level, and we're actually in uh, uh, the Dominican Republic, actually, and uh, I was uh, joined by uh, uh, MC, uh, dancer, and graffiti artist, and we all produced... Um, we're out there doing uh, workshops for a couple of weeks and then produ mm -hmm. produced a, a final concert uh, for uh, I think it was like fifteen hundred folks, and it was amazing, dude. It was, yeah. it was like just mind blowing. Um, but had I not had the experience that I have already with yeah. you know with, with just working with you know local youth and whatnot, you know yeah. it would have been more complicated. But it, it, yeah, it, it was crazy because 
Well, for starters, they don't have turntables over there. Right. Not that they don't have turntables. They're not as accessible. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of piece the things together with different gear, so to speak. But, you know, I did have some portable tables and, uh, you know, I did have a pair of turntables yeah. and I had uh, some some of the DJs that, that were in my group. I, I, ha- I more or less worked with the mixing DJs uh, alongside the scratch DJs and the producer DJs. So, you know, it was kind of like a variety of uh, uh, skills that had to be taught. But we all came together and, and uh, put together a... Uh, you know, very nice uh, presentation yeah. towards the end, alongside the the dancers and the MCs, and it was pretty dope. Yeah, you said you section. There were there were like kids in a group that were the mixing DJs, and then like scratch. Like. So I mean, as far as my group, they all wanted a DJ, right? right but right, the, right. The, this is the thing that's been going on for years now that the the there's a blurry line between the producers and the DJs, right? Mm. So a lot of kids out there, and I'm just speaking in the world, right, right. they, they want to be a DJ, but they want to get like certain type of gear that's made for producing. Mm. It's like, right, right. what? Why do you want to do that? Yeah, oh, because yeah. I, I want to push buttons or whatever. It was like, so you don't want to be a DJ. You want to be, be a producer then, right? right. right. But the lines have been blurred you know what i'm saying right. it, it's so so confusing and and a lot of what's blamed what's to blame for that is the fact that you have a lot of producer dj big name dj or i don't even want to call them that but they they're out there getting paid <laughs> being marketed as djs right. when they're not really djs right. you know what i mean Hey man, you could go back into the whole argument of like, well, if you're not using turntables, are you a DJ? If you're right. using controllers, are you a DJ? If you're uh, just using a laptop, are you? You know, it's that's gonna be an unanswered question forever. You think so? Yeah, because it, I mean, it, it kind of doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like huh. some people do it for for necessity. Some, you know, it's, right? I, right. I, and I mean, like we the heads know what's up you know right, what i'm saying right, right. exactly like we know what's up and we know who came up off of just you know having having some funding right. and they right, they right, you know right, somebody right. else was like oh yeah we, we can market this guy right here and right. you know like we, we could you know just right. sell this cat and you know bring this many people out and blah 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 and right and then you know like you know like some hollywood djs for example they they just up there just flash in their breasts or whatever and right. you have somebody on the side just kind of actually doing the mixing you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's right. that's probably gonna get worse before it gets better mm. you know that's wild so so I, i'm just saying like hold the rudder yeah <laughs> like yeah it, it's almost like a pointless uh, argument, you know, and 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 what kind of hurt kind of hurts me about that is that you actually have DJs who know how to mix, who may be using controllers versus DJs who are using turntables, both with skills. Right. But there's a, an argument there about right. what well what's the right gear? What's it? You know, it's like right. man, let's not worry about each other. Let's worry about all these other fools who are out there taking right, our right, money. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's a saying? good point. Yeah, There's bigger yeah, it's problems. It's not even like that's the argument. It's like, we'll look at the industry as a whole. And right. Like, it's yeah. Like, all right, what's wrong? I mean, what, what do you think would it would take for people 
to, I don't know to look at it differently. I guess you know to hmm. or to like respect the skills yeah, separate like, from like the branding of the. Well, like I was, like, <clears throat> I was saying a minute ago about uh, some of, some of the cats that are out there representing uh, uh, the actual hip hop DJ culture. They're coming off a little bit goofy, you know, and hmm. you know whatever. It's just it's just their way of marketing things to other DJs right. but in order for the the world as a whole to to accept the turntable as an instrument maybe we got to come off a little more I don't know nerdy I don't you know what I'm saying like yeah. I don't know this there's, there's got to be other ways maybe I mean for example like there was some years ago that was there was a handful of uh, DJs that came up came out with this scratch notation mm-hmm. which was a way of teaching scratch notes to beginners right and i think you know maybe we need to go a little more along those lines you know a little bit more on the technical side not saying that you have to be technical in order or, or have those you know that because it, that contradicts what i was saying earlier about you know the, the whole school aspect of the music school aspect of like if you don't have the schooling you know right, right, so right. i you know i don't want to contradict that but i i think that we do ha- have to figure out how to package it so that it's respected a little bit differently, you know, mm-hmm. not not so that it's respected. I mean, just so it's respected differently so it's appreciated by by some of these folks who are, you know, these music connoisseurs who, who you know, right. been listening to, to, like, jazz and all this. I mean, I listen to all that, too, but, I mean, you know, you got to just yeah. kind of, like, respect all music, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's good music and the, there's bad music, right? So, right. So... You know, I mean, it's something else to think about. You know, if you're sampling music, you know, you could have a, a crate of garbage records. What might be garbage records, there might be that one sample there, or might be not, but maybe you may be able to tweak that sample enough so that it becomes a gem. Right. Or something like that. So, so it's it's all relative, I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But how do we affect the masses so that they're able to, to uh, appreciate the turntable as an instrument because they, they, they're still not with it. They're still not with it. You know what I mean? And yeah. and the, the DJs that get booked to do like all these big gigs and whatnot, they get booked mostly just to DJ. There's not, there's probably, I could probably count in one hand how many scratch DJs that are out there right. making a living. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's not that many. Right. right. Yeah. Not based off their like skill of scratching. They just get right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. They just get booked to play the hits that exactly. people want to hear at restaurants, exactly. or bars, and shit <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, I feel you. That's I mean, crazy. Like those, but there are those like scratch DJs that they like. They come from that, you know, like technical like battle world. But mm-hmm. they, you know, they'll they'll go on to like, like for instance, like a track or somebody you know he was yeah. like kid technical dj you know like whiz or whatever and now he's doing like tomorrowland and shit like that yeah. it's just crazy it's like 
but then there's like one a track you know like right. that, that's like the yeah that's the dude that scratches but still does these like huge like, right he's, I, yeah i hear what you're saying he's not necessarily getting booked for his scratch skills right well that too most, yeah 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 and then he you know he has to you know you hear like the music that he plays for each like place right it, like makes sense yeah. you know well, well you know whatever for whatever that's worth you know at least yeah. he did his thing with scratching you know right, what i mean right, like right, he pushed it right and you know he, he's done his thing but how do we how do we get more of our music of our, our hip hop DJs exposed? You know that's mm-hmm. I think that's kind of tricky and and you know one of the reasons why I don't do a whole lot of clubs hardly any is because I you know I, I would find myself playing the hip hop stuff that I like and all of a sudden somebody asked for a song by this artist that I'm not too fond of right and then they want to hear ten more songs by that artist and then right. you you compromising your 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 spiritual integrity, I think. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like yeah. I'm not with that. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Right. No, I feel that. What what is how, what are your views on just song requests in general? Uh, well, everybody's got YouTube. Just play it off of YouTube if you want to hear it. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to the bathroom. I mean, and put it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot. You know, a lot of folks that come up to uh, the DJ booth and they want to hear a song. They're either just like really clueless. They don't know what you know what right. the whole DJ vibe is about. Right. You know, most of them. That's that's the case with most of them. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? I mean, you have the folks that come up huh. to the DJ booth and they'd be flashing their phone. Ah! You know, right. yeah. I just don't even look at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't even look at them. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Just avoid it completely. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we you know we're supposed to be there to to. Yes, we're supposed to entertain folks, but you know, all right. Let's say you're playing in a, for an audience with a hundred, two hundred people, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you as the DJ, you gonna tell me any of those people know more about music than you? Right. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Right. You're the DJ. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Huh. True. Uh-uh. As a music fan, how do you feel about? the difference in listening to music now with streaming services and or like a youtube and stuff like that oh i think it's dope man like it? i love it yeah i i think it's it's amazing if you think about the possibilities now um and i'm not much of a streamer of a, a whole lot of a, a websites uh, or whatever music websites in general but just just youtube alone if you think about it man you could listen to one artist and be exposed to 10 other people right that have a similar sound or right. similar yeah. i love it man i, I think mm. i think we're we're living in great times nice so you don't you don't you you like it better than before there was streaming services yeah absolutely i mean for me though I am the type type of listener that will actually go and buy, you know, if I if somebody that I'm really into, I'll go look for their music. You know what Word. I mean? Right. So yeah. I I think that's it's helpful. It's mm-hmm. it's helpful for the artists um, and for the fans because you, again you get exposed to, you know, like I, mean, I would go back, you know. 15 20 years ago we'll go to the record store buy a record by whatever artist and then mm-hmm. you, you got to take another trip to the record store to you know find some more All stuff right. by that artist but now you get exposed to other music by that artist plus 10 other people right that are similar or that you who you might be into and you know you just start kind of webbing out 
on your exposure of all these different things yeah. that otherwise you, you you wouldn't have been exposed to. I love it. I yeah, love it's it. trippy how like these these the internet will like know what you're thinking sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like you, you because they like, they they do so many like computer algorithms about what, yeah. like what kind of music you listen to right, right, what yeah. kind of music these people listen to yeah. so that if they like this you're gonna like this and they do all that in like three yeah, seconds yeah, and then yeah. like you hear an album and then they'll immediately play yeah. the other album you were gonna play or something like that you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like that's some crazy shit yeah yeah i mean if anything really i just don't like how people. youtube it'll like say it'll give you a suggestion of what song to play next and all your thumbnails just become like right, the same videos right, right. you've seen yeah all the time. I, I, like, I always thought that'd be great if you could just kind of refresh that i mean it's probably right. a way to do it yeah but that's like the whole thing about like the record store is like you go there and like pick an album mm-hmm. and you just have no idea sometimes um i wanted to ask uh yeah there's um i've had djs be really protective over like uh their songs like what song is playing you know right, if you don't right. know a song they're like be like well you gotta yeah, you know yeah. what what are your views on that has that i mean i think that that used to be like something back in the day like i feel like people did that a lot more mm-hmm. and but i think it still happens today i don't know what are your thoughts on i think it's that? only relevant to vinyl mm, i think it's only re- because you have to, to go vinyl. find yeah, it and, oh, okay because yeah, right, right. everybody got everybody else's libraries you know what I mean? right, yeah. right, not right. that big of a deal it's not that <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean vinyl on the other hand like you could come up on like oh yeah i got it i got that record and then you find out it's like, oh, it's a reprint. It's not the original. You know what I'm right. saying? Like uh, vinyl is deep, man. Vinyl, like vinyl collectors, my hat's yeah. off to it. Like anybody who who's a vinyl collector. I have a good amount of records, but them cats, that it, 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 you know, you buy you need units and shit like yeah. that. Well, yeah, but you yeah. you have you you kind of like in your own category if you're a vinyl collector, man. Like that. Right. I mean, yeah. I know cats who who know the artist the label what year the you know all these details yeah. about the records and right, you know right. i have like four or five copies of it and it's like man that's crazy i don't want to do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but i respect that a, a whole lot because I, I i love the um experience of going into a record store digging through records because i, I mean for me you know even though i'm not a collect i don't consider myself a collector but that's been my my musical education yeah. has come from digging through records right yeah, yeah. i mean uh, yeah i just realized too like for vinyl collectors like I, like i've heard djs uh, of there being problems like oh like they played songs that i wanted to play but like that's more that must be more of a thing with vinyl people too because then if they play your song well like you don't have like that's the records you brought so then you're actually like, right, right, right. fucked if you, you know like yeah well play, you know like, as a you know, dj like, you kind of got to know your space too you know too, what yeah, i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of young djs that come in and like they want to play all the hits like before mm. the, the the end of the party and it's like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah. you got to know your space yeah you know like what I'm if saying? you're no. an opener you got to know you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. learning how to mix scratch right, juggle right. that's one thing but but knowing you know you're right. being uh, knowing how to be a music selector and knowing mm-hmm. when it's appropriate to play this and that doesn't just mean like you know playing music or not playing music that has bad words or not it just means like if you know if you're going to be playing with other djs you you have to you have to respect the the overall event not yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, you, yeah, yeah totally 
It's not just about you killing nah, it, right? Nah, right. Yeah, it's about exactly. you doing your part in this show. Yeah, right, right. And, and I've been on both ends of that. So, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I know how it is. You know, you come yeah. in all cocky. You just want to, oh, I want to rock this party. And yeah. but, but no, it's like, you know, in that sense, the the audience is it's you know it's king you know what i'm yeah. saying you gotta yeah. respect yeah. what they you know the flow of the night yeah totally you know, one night you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um you want to get into some of your music sure, man. Uh, Absolutely. you brought some music um, bio biotronic album right yeah do you want to talk a little bit about uh this project is is that one of the first ones you're playing something off of this or I, you know, whatever you want man whatever yeah we, let's play some off of that for okay, sure okay for sure so, um, did you hook? Did you switch the channel? Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should just be able to play whenever. Is that up? My, yeah. my up? Yeah. I right, so this track is called Electric Storm, and, and this is off of my Biotronic album. And really, I guess with this album, I was trying to go a little more cinematic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, trying nice. to create tracks that have scratching, uh, trying to figure out, uh, how to uh, bring scratching together with electronic music, but kind of like, you know, create these stories with it as opposed to just like scratching over beats, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's this is uh, it right here. And uh, uh, the name for this track was actually uh, suggested by uh, my son who, who goes by uh, Lightning, who's mm. probably out there listening right now. So I, I want to shout him out. DJ Lightning. Shout out DJ Lightning. You should bring him by one time. <laughs> Cut it up. Alright, let's hear this. What's this song called one more time? Electric Storm. Electric Storm.
so you were just telling me about how uh, this whole project was made um, on an iPad. And yeah, all, all the beats for this project I made on an yeah, iPad. That's crazy. Um, what? How did that change your process? Do, do you think you, you you just like went through ideas faster, or do you think like? Actually, no. I mean, it, these are, these are beats that I was making while I was either waking up or going to bed. It wasn't anything that I made while I was working on music, right, per right, se. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. But um, I just like the the ability to be anywhere and make something. Yeah. You know. Though I I mean I wouldn't have been able to finish him on the iPad because you right, know right. my. Part of my process involves mo a lot of multi-tracking, or, or at least for this project, you know, it's a studio album, so yeah. you know, I have to put it in a, a multi-track and then do all yeah. my cuts, and yeah, you know, yeah. so, so my arrangement process takes part outside of the iPad. I can't really do that in there, you know. I'm not really much for like for mouses or just like pushing little buttons and stuff you know what i mean i like i like to be able to have a big screen and, right, right. and uh um, i love plugging external stuff into you know into my digital rig if you will right, you know right, what i mean right. like synthesizers keyboards yeah. whatever like I, you know i just like to bring outside sounds into what i'm doing right i mean for this i even recorded some uh um some shakers and things like that you know where I, you know i hooked up microphones and right, stuff right. like that. you know so it, it, it's another level of production that that's a little bit of a step above just using the ipad you know what i mean right right yeah totally but you know you, you combine it all man and make it happen you know what, what's important is the the final piece what does it sound like is it is it uh enjoyable and, and whatnot you know what i mean like that i, I think that's what i base like whether a piece is finished or not, whether right. it's enjoyable at the end. Right. Um, can, can you tell us about what it was like making the uh, your first break record too, and like how your uh, process and output has changed? First break record. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're talking about hamster breaks. Yeah. yeah. All right. So hamster breaks was a little bit of a. A, a lucky hit, if you will, um, because, well, so so Hamster Breaks, is, it, it was produced by Eddie Deff, DJ Q, and myself. We used to be known as Bulletproof Scratch Hamsters, and we wanted to make a record that was specifically for scratching, for scratch DJs, and for battle DJs. And when we made that record, we were kind of putting ideas from other things that we had heard but had never really been done so th th there was these scratch records by simon harris they were made mostly for producers but those are the records we used to scratch right mm -hmm. simon harris um there was a uh, another record by uh the automator that we you know we used to cut up yeah. but there was this, this one record in particular by uh this guy called um Rob One out of LA. He used to have this. He had a, a radio show and he had a record that was uh, called the Fly D Show. I think that was the name of his show, actually. So, I mean, personally, I was kind of inspired by that vibe of having a record that had 
all these different things going on and breaks and just kind of playing music and talking and just like the whole record was like a mix but it you know it wasn't really like a like a dj mix it was more like just all this cool stuff that was coming in and out but in my mind i was thinking about combining the ideas of like having sounds just just change from one to the other from the fly d show and taking you know some of the sounds not the sounds in particular but but some of the uh concepts from uh some of these simon harris records and some of these records that we used to scratch and 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 how, you know how, how do we put these together in some just crazy manner that battle djs could use mm. you know so that that's pretty much for me or at least my my take on how we ended up with hamster breaks but it was really just a record that we wanted to scratch right. you know we had some beats on there that were up tempo some down tempo stuff we had we even have beat on there that was it was called a uh, uh, master 150 because uh it was basically it was basically a beat that was 150 bpms and those were the kind of tempos we were practicing too Good. when we would just lock ourselves away and just just you know just to try to like gain some speed and when we used yeah. to do that you know over any beat so anyway we had a beat on there that was was called master 150 and uh uh to sum things up it, it was a record that we made for ourselves to practice and and eventually it became um a record that started a wildfire as far as break records yeah. we eventually ended up i don't i, I can't remember it was well over ten thousand copies that that were produced on that record that were uh manufactured i'm sorry and uh at one point you could go into any record store and find a section of battle records which didn't exist before uh, you know what i'm saying like you could go into a record store and now there was a section of battle records so that was kind of yeah. that was kind of trippy yeah. and at the time you know like late 90s i was touring or you know just traveling throughout the the u.s or yeah. you know go anywhere in europe and there'd be a record store that had a section with battle records and that yeah. was kind of trippy you know and you, and you would you usually find like hamster breaks in there too yeah yeah a lot of times a lot of yeah. times yeah that's i mean how totally how, that's crazy that must be a crazy feeling yeah yeah it's, so I mean, you you pretty much just like took different beats and samples and just like just chose what you wanted and then just like recorded it and then just slapped it onto the record and then you're like we could use this. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we jacked a lot of stuff. Right. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Every yeah. This is hip hop. You know, yeah, this yeah, is hip hop. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, that's what hip hop is. Mm -hmm. Is made of just yeah. other music. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so that yeah. record was definitely. Like you said, we just took things from other records and make one record. Yeah. But it became a classic, and mm -hmm. you know, it's still, you know, if you're a scratch DJ and you don't know what hamster break is, yeah. you need to, you know, backtrack a little bit. Yeah, do, yeah, <laughs> do a little homework. You know, uh, yeah. Keep yourselves updated. What what's what's one of the first things that you or first techniques you teach your students, your DJ students? Um, huh. Well, th there's so many things, man. Um, I guess it's not it, it's not so much as, as I mean there there is techniques, of course, but one of the things that I, I like to expose to uh, up and coming 
or aspiring DJs is that, you know, once you get turntables, you can actually not just have access to, to, you know, being the crowd controller, but you can put on a song, walk away from the turntables and enjoy it and get just as much pleasure. So your level of, of mastery does not have to be on a Mozart level. You can just remain a beginner, beginner DJ all your life. As long as you know how to play a song on the turntables, you're gonna get just as much pleasure out of it. You know what I mean? But as far as technique, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I break it down. Obviously, you have mixing, scratching, and beat juggling. Just you know, hand control is important. Hand control, knowing how to access the start point of a sound and be able to repeat that you know say by closing your eyes you know what i mean because sometimes we, we get a little bit too uh uh locked into the wave you know right. assuming that you're dealing with with uh digital dj you're going to be looking at the screen or even just traditional vinyl you're going to be looking at the at the label right, right. so yeah, never mind that. Close your eyes and figure out where the start point is. So I think that that's that would be one of the first techniques. Um, as far as techniques is concerned, that you, you want to be able to control the sound. The thing is that with vinyl, you have more control of that over that sound than with any other format. So if you can control that sound with your hand, with your eyes closed, you're on tr- on the right track. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I remember one of the biggest things when you were teaching me initially was like, it's not like what you can do, but like pick one thing and do that for a long time, you know, because if you just do one thing and get good at that, then you're going to get the overall feeling of the turntable as a whole. And then, then, you know, go from there. uh, I think it's like time is just a big thing like it wasn't you know i'd like try to pick up new stuff but like you know if you, if you don't do sit down and do it for like an hour straight or something yeah well so there's all these sort sorts of uh i mean there's probably dozens of books out there on, on practicing music right and like you know i mean i've read all kinds of things man like Clipping your fingernails, uh, yeah. soaking your hands in warm water, <laughs> like all, <laughs> all these things that yeah. you know. I mean, they might work, and you know, some some artists have certain rituals like that. That if it works for you, great. Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking it. Mm-hmm. But really, the only thing that works is practice. Yeah. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that works is practice. You know what I mean? But I also I know that because I've been there where we you have know, practiced for months, and I feel like I've hit a wall. And I'm not going anywhere with my skill, right? And I just feel I'm stuck, right? So I think for, for me, the best way to think about it is as if you were going up an escalator facing backwards. <laughs> because when you get to that next level, you're not going to know it. Right. You just suddenly you're going to yeah. be doing that technique yeah. and you're going to be like, oh, snap, yeah. I can do it now. Yeah, true, true. I, I wasn't able to do that before, but I could do it right. now because of, guess what? I practiced. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing you can do in order to get to that next level, which, by the way, you'll be going up the escalator backwards, is practice. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is that like, is that how you find 
you're like you just do the same like what do you do to because i find myself in that position all the time where i'm like what else can i even be doing to like get to that place where i'm like already doing something new you know like is there something a way to change up your routine of practicing to kind of like get you into i mean yeah, at this point it's like little things that you could do you know for example get yourself out of that environment you know what i mean sometimes like put it your gear up on a different table different height you know i mean we're talking about djing of course i'm sure it's different for, for every instrument but you know take your instrument out of the, that environment yeah. you know and put it somewhere else maybe break it maybe just practice with your left hand as opposed to just your right hand for a while you know what i'm saying like just do something different like you, you have to break up your routine sure you can take some time off and not practice when you come back you're gonna be refreshed mentally you're gonna feel like oh man i'm hitting this this is all yeah. but your uh, stamina is not gonna be there you know right. stamina only comes from like being on it every day right. practicing every day so you know what i mean it's it's it's, it's tricky but you you, you kind of everyone's got a personal life as well as you know yeah, what i mean like yeah, so it's yeah. like how, how do you do it all you know yeah. what i mean some people some people can some people can and a lot of people quit right a lot of people quit and a lot of people just you know they can't do it i think if you love something you gotta figure out a way to just kind of get back to it whether you take a month off two weeks off a year off doesn't matter you know what i mean but if you really love something you're probably not gonna take six months off of it. right you know what I mean? you're gonna be doing it and you find ways to, to like to even men have mental practices you know what i mean mental rehearsals and it's kind of like you know you you're always gonna have it's like riding a bike right but you're always gonna figure out a way to get back to that sound i mean i've i've had days where i'm i practice yeah you know, i enjoyed it and everything and i go to bed and and I, and, and i'm just kind of like hearing clicks in my head right you know what i mean it's just the fader clicks just you know you just kind of feel me you just kind of or like you know think about this sometimes you might practice and like when you're done practicing your hands kind of keep moving you know what i mean your muscle memory you know what i mean and so you, you can use some of that to practice when you're not practicing so to speak you know what i'm saying like you just you got to yeah. figure out if you really love it you figure out how to how to make it work right i mean also like i, I feel like you know if you're scratching alone a lot and then get one other person to scratch with you and that'll change a lot you know and like i think something that helps me is if i'm scratching alone and then i feel like i'm in the same place i'll like watch a video of like some other dude scratching and i'll just hear a different kind of flow i'm like okay i can get back at it but like i have so much of that you know in front of me like uh, like who, who are some of the scratch djs you were like would look to and be like all right for sure you know like now i'm gonna uh, go home and try yeah to i'm gonna go sure. home okay like you know when you were like learning or like coming up you know, oh scratch. joe cooley man joe, joe cooley, cooley. He's, he's, you know uh, huge yeah. west coast influence uh-huh. um but you know i i was listening to scratching before joe cooley came around so you know i, I was actually listening to tapes um, or you know tracks by DJ Cheese and, and uh, just uh, you know other other DJs that were a little more um, you know predated Joe Cooley you know Cash Money and some more like East Coast flavor type type DJs but Joe Cooley for me was you know was one of those cats that just just kind of like definitely influenced my career. Yeah, you know, in general, just you know, he was just somebody I looked up to a lot. Yeah, 
No doubt. Yeah. Um, you, do you want to play some of those uh, rap tracks you had? Yeah, you sure, 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 totally, totally. Um, so actually, you know, speaking of DJs, this next track is a, a song I produced, but it's a rap by Boss One, the homie Boss One, and this is a, this is just a DJ tribute. Okay. Um, song and uh, he'll name drop a bunch of DJs in here, but uh, Boss One Man, that, that, that dude's a super dope hip hop historian, and I mean, it was definitely an honor to, to be able to collaborate with him. And I've collaborated with him on, on the, uh, many occasions, but uh, this track right here coming up, uh, Turntable is Tribute, produced by myself with Boss One on the lyrics.
That was Boss One and DJ Quest. Yeah, what was the title of that track again? DJ Tribute. DJ Tribute, there we go. Hell yeah. Um, well, uh, I think uh, now we're going to, you know, just coast through the music. You have a lot more tracks for us to play along, but uh, we just wanted to... Thank you for coming on to the show today. It's been great talking right to you. Now, yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the people and uh, message for the for the millions of listeners we have right now? I love pizza. Nice. P- pizza or pita? <laughs> I don't. Nah, nah, I'm cool with pita. 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 Yeah. Right. Pita. Shout out pita. 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 No, pizza. Pizza. Oh, pizza. Yeah, shout out to pizza. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you heard it. Um, Yeah, so we're going to close out with some more tracks. Uh, Thanks for coming. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Hit up DJ Quest on Instagram, Quest Tosan. Actually, okay, I've been. Is it Quest. Questo San or Quest Tosan? Like, Didn't you okay. just say the same thing? Twice? No, because okay, you know what? No, because it sounds like Japanese, and in Japanese, quest, quest Tosan is quest like Father Quest, and then Questo San is Mister Quest. It's so it's Mister Quest. It's Mister Quest. Yeah, okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was, I was, I didn't know how to read it. Ah, uh, okay. Time. Yeah, I didn't know how to write it. Uh, no, that's right. fine. No, I, it, I still thought of it. You know, that's cool though. Yeah, so follow uh, Q-U-E-S-T-O-S-A-H-N. He's got to be weird, man. You know, yeah. actually, if, you know, if anybody wants to follow anything I do, you can just go to DJQuest.com. There we go. All the, all the handles that are on there for yeah, yeah. Instagram, Face, and all those things. Yep. So. There we go. Um, and so stay tuned for some more tracks. Word up.
So that should be enough right there.